This is the Seeker of Generational Wealth podcast, the podcast that bridges the gap for individuals who are seeking to build generational wealth through entrepreneurship with your host, Shannon Marguerite. Welcome to the Seeker of Generational Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Marguerite. This podcast bridges the gap for individuals who are seeking to build generational wealth through entrepreneurship. This is our third episode, and we have Tommy B, who is the owner of Castropolis Podcast Network, where he creates, curates, and markets podcast content. He spent almost 30 years in traditional radio, audio, creating, marketing, and selling content. Now, he's on a mission to share with Black creatives that their content matters, and with focus and patience, it can become part of the wealth-building process. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Tommy B. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Shannon. Thanks for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Now, we do have some questions for you today that I want you, that I want to know myself, and I definitely want our audience members to, you know, learn from. Why do you feel content creation is an important part of generational wealth building? Okay, that's a good question, uh, Shannon. You know, I, I think, um, you know, as creatives, we're all creatives. We all, you know, have something in us um, that we have to offer. Uh, and, you know, especially as black creatives, um, too much of our content has been lost, misused, abused, stolen. And, you know, our knowledge, our skills, our words um, have the ability to empower our future generations. Um, and we should always be working to retain our rights to those words and, and you know, our, our ideas and our content so we can pass them on. Uh, just, I'm, I'm going to give you a quick example. I'm, I'm a Prince mm-hmm. fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing that I learned after Prince died was he really didn't have a will. He didn't have any heirs. Mm-hmm. So all this amazing content, everything he did, consider his music legacy is just up for grabs. So you, you've got, you know, a bunch of folks who are quote unquote heirs to the estate who are basically arguing over, you know, what to do with his content. Right. Um, and the overall estate or whatever the interpretation is going to be, is going to be left up to the estate, not to the owner, mm-hmm. because he felt basically could have been religious for reasons or whatever. Uh, there was no need for him to actually uh, do a will, you know, so... Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a that's just one example. But, you know, there there are many examples I could give. Uh, I don't want to make it a legal podcast, but, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it's really more of a cautionary tale about respecting your content and the things you create. You know, what you deem worthless could potentially hold a lot of value to people in mm-hmm. the future and, and to your heirs. And I really think it's sad when when knowledge goes to the grave without really being given to future generations. And I think that more than ever, we're seeing that there has been a lot of content that maybe was kind of older. And Mm -hmm. now because of different media, a lot of it is coming out. So it's going to be very interesting to see how different content shifts. You know, you have a platform that allows content creators to really express themselves, including this podcast here. I mean, this is this is an amazing opportunity for people that have a vision or have a dream that, you know, there are outlets where we can show and broadcast our talent. 
Yeah, so true. And, and you know what? Another example, I was I was listening to a podcast. Everybody's familiar with Anderson Cooper on CNN. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Anderson probably, I think Anderson's like close to 50, if not in his early 50s. Mm-hmm. And um, he stumbled across a tape of his dad and, you know, or someone shared it with him because it was just out there at a production house. And it was mm-hmm. the first time he had heard his dad's voice since he was 10 years old. Wow. And, you know, and, you know, so, you know, that's why I say it it matters for future Mm -hmm. generations, you know, and and how it's used going forward. And so my next question that I've wanted to know is, does the act of content creation require a skill set most people are unable to attain? You know, I'd say probably. And I'm not saying unable, um, you know, I, I, I could say that. 30 years ago, you know, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, from a standpoint of becoming an engineer, that's not everybody's skill set. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm an audio guy, you know, so by second nature, uh, you know, I record, edit and distribute, you know, that's my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for many years that, you know, I took training, um, damn, they had to become an engineer to learn the equipment back you know, 30, 40 years ago or 30 years ago. Uh, but you fast forward to today, most people have the power right in their hands. <laughs> you know, the mobile phone, the, you know, mm-hmm. the cell phone, the device, you know, if it's an iPhone, if it's a droid um, or a tablet, you know, or an iPad. I mean, it is if, you know, looking back, it, it's just incredible. So when you compare, you know, years ago when people were re- creating content or even, you know, I'll give you another great example, even with vinyl, with with creation of music. You keep in mind that studios owned the technology of creating music. Mm-hmm. So when it came down to actually creating music, if you you know, everything was on vinyl or either mm-hmm. on tape. If you didn't have the ability to create a, <laughs> you know, a record, a vinyl record, right. then, you know, you had no distribution. Now your distribution is YouTube. Your, your distribution mm-hmm. is Spotify. Mm-hmm. Your distribution is SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. People don't realize the power they have, you know, to to create and distribute. It's in their hands. You know, um, I'd hold I do a, an annual conversation uh, with a group of students as part of a journalism forum every year. And um when I first started, the main question was, how can I break in? How can I be on? How can I be down? And, you know, really within the last five years, I would tell them, I said, you're already on, (laughs) you know, you're already down. I mean, it depends on how hard you're willing to work YouTube. It depends on how hard you're willing to work your podcast platforms and social media to grow. So, right. you know, times, times really have, these are, I'll say this, these are incredible times based on the mm-hmm. fact that you can create and distribute. There was a time when you could create, but you didn't have the ability to distribute. You right. had to have traditional media. You had to have, like I said, when I go back to the example of music, you had to have a vinyl factory, a mm-hmm. tape factory, a CD factory. But now, I mean, it's just an incredible time for creatives 
And with that time, with, with the times that you have, you have to really take a look at the opportunities, but also make, make sure that you protect yourself, protect your content, own your mm -hmm. content so that, you know, you don't cut bad deals and wind up, um, you know, wind up with someone else taking it, uh, making money off something you created. I, I do. I do um, want to know with the way that things are going with social media and there's a lot of stigma going on and a lot of, you know, judging and judgment. What would be your advice to people that want to, you know, have these great ideas and they want to do a podcast or they want to do all these things, but they're afraid of being judged by people or what other people will say or their comments? How can somebody kind of move past that anxiety in your experience? Um, you know, scared money don't make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll offer all mm -hmm. my education, all the formal training, but, you know, scared money doesn't make money. Don't make mm -hmm. money. You know, right. take, it's just simple as that. No risk, no reward. Right. And, you know, we as black creatives possess so much wealth and knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, not just the book knowledge or the formal knowledge. Um, but even when you look at, you know, the black hair care industry mm -hmm. and black hair care and, and the things that were passed down over the years from our ancestors, our mm -hmm. grandmother. I mean, uh, quick example, I've started doing twists in my hair, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I, I went to YouTube and, you know, and, and did a search on twist. And I, I was amazed at the number of videos. But not only that, I was amazed at the number of views. There were there mm -hmm. were videos on there with millions of views and they're getting mm -hmm. paid. Mm -hmm. Because once you hit a certain number, you get paid. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it's and I think it's also about, you know, actually creating the content that people are interested in. And like you Absolutely. said, you know, marketing yourself and Absolutely. There's mm -hmm. always something that people you always there's always something that you have to offer. Right. And and I think a lot of people discount their abilities. They they discount what they know. And they mm -hmm. think that it has to be something when when it comes down to content creation, uh it has to be something that uh is uh how can you say approved? But Ooh. you know, tell I've tell Tell the OnlyFans. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, right. And I, <laughs> and, and I also think that, you know, one of the bigger things is um, with, I know personally with me is that you kind of have to go with what your passion is. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's one of the bigger things is going with what you know, and I know we've had conversations before and it's like, you know, you go with what you know, because yeah. that's specific to you. So I think that having that, you know, having that structure there and just saying, you know what, if this is a passion of yours and you have a voice and you have something to say, then it's just great to just say it and absolutely. then just, you know, take a chance and take a risk like you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, podcasting, you know, podcasts are predominantly audio. I mean, they're video mm -hmm. podcasts out there. Um, but, you know, the, the beauty of, of podcasting is, again, the simplicity. Um, you know, you may not always be on the level, you know, from a standpoint of technology, but in terms of content, in terms of ideas, 
it places you as a creative on the same level with someone else in terms of distribution and the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are always going to be people who have a higher profile, uh, who are deemed the experts, who are always going to get a higher profile. But, you know, if you work hard enough, you can, you know, you can, you can, you can make a, a, a very good reputation and opportunity for yourself if you're willing to take the you know, take the risk and put the put the work in. Another question I do have is, how does podcasting and your network work to empower creatives? I mean, our, our focus is is to really create just that a network. Um, it's an opportunity. Um, I do a podcast, um, a free webinar every Wednesday night, and at nine o'clock, I make it available for people who work all day and and kind of do it as a side gig. So, um, you know, when they come on, they get the basics. It's only a half hour. Um, so, you know, the knowledge, just giving them the basic knowledge and, and showing, um, you know, just an average person who's never even considered picking up a microphone or turning on a microphone, a person who may not even like their voice, mm-hmm. um, someone who says, look, I have these thoughts, these ideas. I have these dreams and I'd like to lay it all out. Then what I do is basically show them how really simple the opportunity is. The hardest thing, really the toughest thing in podcasting is getting started. Mm -hmm. I I see all the people I've worked with, most of the people I've worked with, the hardest part of it is just getting them to start. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, people talk about it. You know, they go out. I mean, I've seen people go out, buy the equipment, make the investment. But every week it's, you know, I got, I got, you know, excuses. And that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate because, you know, candidly, people really have, uh, I've learned by listening to some of the shows that we've launched and some of the other shows that are on other networks that, I mean, I'm amazed by some of the conversations and some of the, um, some of the knowledge that people have to pass on. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I know that I have had some, you know, challenges with just starting and doing this. And I've spoken with other people. And I do believe that it is a lot of times that anxiety or that feeling of, am I going to say it right? Am I going to do it right? Am I going to do this? And am I going to do that? And especially people that do not have um, maybe formal training of any type, you know, and I think that one thing that is very empowering is that when we look within ourselves and we believe in ourselves and we know that we have a message, we have something that we want to show, we have something that we want to share and pass down. And the thing is, is that that's something that people cannot take away from us. Even if you judge me for how I speak, even if the feedback isn't great, I still know that I showed up, I did my best, you know, I'm, 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 you know, with your, with your network, I've actually taken your, and that's, that's one thing that was very exciting when I heard about your webinar, that people can actually come and listen and be guided by a professional person that has been in the industry and has a lot of experience and you are empowering other people to really put their best foot forward and say, look, let's just do it. Just let's just go and do it and go from there. And after that first podcast, after that second podcast, after that third podcast, it's kind of like, you know, you just get into this 
this repetitious motion where you're like, okay, let's just, let's just go forward and go at it. So that's something that's very encouraging. Yeah. And I, I appreciate mm-hmm. those words. Um, you know, one of the things I really, cause I consider myself a coach. is You know, do what's sustainable to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you work out, if you, if you go to the gym, um, you don't want to jump on the treadmill at 10, your first day, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go to the hundred, 200 pound weights and start doing curls, you know, on the first mm-hmm. day, because the next day you're going to hate it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, your body, you know, so, so I say the same thing with, with podcasting or any kind of creative venture, you know, you really have to do something or start with something that's sustainable. And, you know, from the length of your show, uh, to how much effort you put in, just start somewhere, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the thing. Um, again, you know, sustainability is key. You want to set it up so that you can sustain it for the long haul and not just come in with a big splash. You're exhausted two weeks later and you don't want to touch it again. It's like right. the, the treadmill mm-hmm. with your clothes hanging on it. The, <laughs> the, bike, the bike that becomes the coat rack, you know, right. you don't you don't want that to happen. You want to keep right. it going. What are ways that creatives can monetize their content? This is, man, everybody's talking about that these days. Um, I'll tell you, I'm, my background's in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me give you like a one a cautionary tale. I mean, there's, there's so many uh, unfortunate stories about, you know, especially black people in the industry um, who never controlled you know, the rights of their content or publishing and even like sold what we call their master recordings too early, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you see so many of them and, and I don't want to, I'm not, you know, you, you see Dionne Warwick now a lot because she's back on Twitter. You know, people are, you know, mm-hmm. she's like everybody's grandma, everybody's auntie now, but mm-hmm. you know, she, had, she went through some tough times because she doesn't own the rights to those songs. You know, she can sing all day, but she's getting paid as a performer. But the people who are really making the money are the people who wrote Hal David, Bird Baccarat. They wrote all those great songs. They wrote them. So they're making the money. (laughs) I mean, they sit back. uh, I don't know how often they get a royalty check, but they get a check, a fairly big check on a consistent basis. So what I tell people is, you know, first of all, make sure you own your content. You know, you, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be out there using somebody else's content. First of all, they're going to eventually send you a cease and desist. Um, but you want to make sure your content's your content, but also go out and copyright what you do. The names, you know, of your shows, um, the name of your, uh, your, just copyright, your cover yourself. Make sure that you own it. It's yours. And, and the other thing is build an audience because, you know, that's the thing you really have to focus on. Uh, you know, building that audience. So the more audience you build, the more people are willing to pay you to connect with you, uh, to sponsor you. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, people are willing to monetize an audience. That's what they do. That's part of advertising. So, uh, I mean, you know, again, I I joke about audience when it comes down to, you know, it's okay. This is an adult podcast, Mm -hmm. only friends. People know what that Mm -hmm. is. I mean, I mean, Mm -hmm. People joke about that, but people are seriously making money. That's their okay. content. Okay. I mean, you know, the, the joke now is, quote unquote, only fan content creator. But they truly mm-hmm. are. It's it's their 
their likeness. They're using their likeness to make money, but make sure that you own your content, you're copywritten and you're protected. Get an attorney, go to LegalZoom, find somebody. I'm not, I'm not endorsing LegalZoom. <laughs> I will say, I mean, just make, ching. Yeah, make sure you have an attorney who make sure that you're, you know, you're copywritten and you're protected, you know? So, but, but it takes a while. I'm not, I'm not saying it's out of the box money. It takes mm-hmm. a while to build an audience and I'll throw this like sometimes, I mean, up to 18 months before you really start to see uh, value and benefit, but it's worth it in the long run. Again, sustainability, you know, mm-hmm. if you set it up to sustain, you'll win the battle. You'll win the long, you'll win in the long run. All right. And I think something that you said that just like puts a light bulb is that one of the things with this podcast is I want to get different perspectives and, you know, be able to understand and learn generational wealth. And I think when we hear that, there are so many different areas of generational wealth with depending on what your interests are what you're doing. And a lot of these things, you know, it's not going to maybe interest somebody that is like, you know, we did for, you know, Forex trading. It may not interest somebody that is, you know, maybe in the medical field. However, I do believe that for the people that I don't, I don't believe that we're talking specifically all the time about, one specific subject. I think within that podcast, you can grasp some of the things. So for example, we're talking about generational wealth where, you know, we're talking about Dionne Warwick, where she doesn't own um, her, her songs. And I think that the irony of this is, is to understand that with generational wealth, yes, we are you know, specifically in this podcast, yes, we're talking about creating content and just getting out there, but we're also talking about being able to learn and understand how to secure the content that we actually have. And I think that that there is a priceless, that is priceless information because we're not just talking about for content, we're talking about basically everything and anything, making sure that, you know, I don't want to be paid just as a performer. These, this is the content that I have created. I want to be compensated so I can pass that knowledge and that information and that wealth that I am creating because now I'm creating actual wealth because to be honest with you, going out and being a performer is just the same as, or within the same way as you know, having a nine to five. I have a nine to five, nothing wrong with that. However, we want to look at ways to monetize things where we're actually protected and we're actually able to take that and monetize it consistently down the line to bring that information and to for our children to learn and for us to be able to be successful. And I think that's that's a very powerful thing. Excellent (laughs) analogy, the nine to five. I mean, because, you know, you're you're really a slave when you right. when you're a performer, mm-hmm. uh, you don't you don't know you, you're you're you know, you have to perform. You have right. to go out there, whether you're feeling good, bad, indifferent about the circumstance, mm-hmm. situation, your health. That's why you see so many performers still performing for so right. long at a late age. Because mm-hmm. they don't own their songs. They don't own right. the rights to their songs to where they can benefit 
from the content. They can't benefit truly from the from the creative, the, from the content that they that they basically made famous. I do want to thank you for you know speaking with me today and really giving us your you know your talents and your knowledge and I would like you to tell me and to tell everyone where we can find you. Hey, you know, you can go to um castropolis.net um c a s t r o p o l i s dot net. Um we have a, a free e-newsletter you can sign up for plus uh the um the webinar I mentioned, there's a link on, on the website to sign up for the webinar. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, as well as uh, you can email me at info at castropolis.net. That's info at castropolis, which I just took podcast and took Metro off Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. a city of podcast. It's info okay. at castropolis.net. Okay, well, I want everyone to, you know, check Tommy B out. He's amazing, absolutely wonderful. And I um, look forward to speaking with you again, because I know that our listeners will want to have more knowledge and they, you know, I, I will have more questions coming up soon. And I hope that you will be able to come back and speak with me soon. Absolutely. And I just got to tell your folks, you know, content is king. Content is king. In these days, everybody's looking for content. Be a creative. Well, you heard it from Tommy B himself. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we look forward to everyone continuing on our journey to be a seeker of generational wealth. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tommy. The Seeker of Generational Wealth podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.